You're listening to the Restoration Church Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and deep calling to deep. Today's message is brought to you by Kim Thompson. What is dominion and authority? It's power, jurisdiction, control, command, and sway. Dominion, the right to govern or rule over or determine. The word dominion carries with it an idea of empire. It is the law which gives authority. It's deriving all its might from thence. Power is invested in delegates and delegates, sorry, those to whom the execution of the laws is entrusted and then consequently in the subordination to authority. Now the biblical definition of dominion, when you are in charge of something or rule it, the power or right to govern and control sovereign authority. Domination of a territory usually of a considerable size in which a single rulership holds sway. Authority, I'll give you that definition, but they're kind of synonyms to each other. They mean the same thing. They walk hand in hand. You can't have dominion if you don't take the authority. One is just like your right arm and your left arm. You, You don't have to have both, but you need both. Authority. The God-given right to receive and use God's power that flows from the indwelling spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, he placed us in dominion of here. So we should never walk. Animals are supposed to be afraid of us. Us not afraid of them. We have the authority. He said, even everything under your feet, he gave you authority over. That's why it's hard for me when I look at the body of Christ today. And we're so weak. Weak Christians who uh, can't get a prayer through. Who got to lean. And don't get me wrong when I say this. Please hear me. There is nothing wrong with asking your brother or sister to pray for you or to be in agreement with you. But when you carry the Holy One on the inside of you, there is no reason why you can't take dominion and authority over something. Your body, anything that belongs to you. And I'm going to take it a step further. Any place I walk, any place you put your feet on, you're supposed to take dominion over that area. When me and Bob went to get my car, when we stepped on the lot, I had already took the dominion that I was going to get a car today, and I ain't put no money down because that's what I asked God to do for me. And guess what? That's exactly what took place. So we are to live. That's, that's, that's why we're so broke down, and you see us giving up. And we can't trust God to get us out of a paper sack. And we don't, you know, we don't know our head from our tail. It's because we do not walk in the God-given right. See, everything spiritual 
It's about legalism. When you don't take your legal right to something, you forfeit it. Absolutely. Which means you give. See, let me tell you something. The enemy know this just like we do. He's set in heaven. He knows this too. So anytime we're ignorant to the fact that we carry such a dominion, a God-given, God gave you the right, and we don't walk in it, then you forfeit it to the enemy. Absolutely. And guess what he going to do? Take it. Eve forfeited, her and Adam, their dominion. They gave it to the enemy. See, he's cunning, sly, deceiver, and a liar. And any time you don't walk in your authority, in your dominion, he's going to take it. And you can't blame him because you gave it to him. You gave it to him. We're supposed to move in it with everything. I want to speak on, I think it's five or six things that you need to walk in authority, uh, dominion and authority. Set you right there. I'm going to give you those things, but I'm not going to talk about Well, I'll talk about them first. Let's see. They're keys, like Kim say. I say nuggets. But these are keys and nuggets that you need in order to walk in dominion and authority. See, once when Jesus died and he said it was finished, it was just that. It was finished. All he rose with all power in his hand. He went to hell and took the keys. Hear me. He rose with all power, authority dominion he rose with it when he rose he didn't just rise and leave he left us his spirit which is the holy spirit in order to walk in dominion and authority you must have the holy spirit the indwelling of the holy spirit but now let me take it a step further you can't just walk in the holy spirit and think because I got the Holy Spirit, you got to tap in the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. So you can have the Holy Spirit all day long. But unless you tap into him, unless you activate it and call it forth, ain't nothing going to move. Ain't nothing going to change. Again, this is why so many of us sit in defeat, victoryless, powerless. Looking to everybody and everything to save us when he's already given you what you need for life and godliness. You must have the Holy Spirit and you must have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and you must activate the power of the Holy Spirit. See, I refuse to. I ref, let me tell you something. I didn't get saved just to be saved. Hear me. I got saved because of what he showed me about the encounter that I had with him. And he let me know I'm all power. And he gave that to me. So you think I'm going to walk any other way than the way he walked? You think I'm going to walk around here powerless? I never called you one time and said, Kim, pray for me. And I could have because I was tore up. I was messed up. Hear me, Friday and yesterday. 
you knew I wasn't feeling well. But I never called you one time and said, Kim, pray for me. Not that you can't pray, but because I know who I am. I know the God that lives on the inside of me. And I had to tap into that thing and tell this old body, you're going to behave and you're going to act right. Because I've got a work to do for the Lord. I will not die out of timing. Because I didn't do what God called me to do. I'm going to do everything that he called me to do. And then when he say it's finished, it'll be finished with him. But she gonna, I'm going to accomplish everything. And I speak that by faith. I prophesy that today that God called me to do. And I pray that same prayer for every one of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scriptures for that is Acts 2, 1 through 13. You got that, Andy? Yeah. Read it, baby. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm mm -hmm. and filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. As the Holy Spirit gave them this ability, at that time there was devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noises, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, yes. Corinthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, yes. Cappadocia, Pontus, the provenance of Asia, mm -hmm. Adria. Pompeia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya, Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Judeans and Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. Amen. Amen. See, that's what he left with us. He's here. When we pray and say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, right now, this is where we live for the time being. So we are supposed to make this our heaven. Everything that go on there can go on here. We're supposed to bring it down. You're supposed to call it forth. You're supposed to command that thing. You're supposed to take authority over that thing. You're supposed to be able to speak to that thing. You're supposed to tell that mountain be moved. And it's got to go. I'm not going to get you to read these, Andy. I'm just going to give them to them. John 14, 26. John 16, 7. It's all on the Holy Spirit and walking in dominion and authority. The next thing that you need, you must be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience to God is not only the way to worship him, but a way to get closer to him. You can't know this power that you carry unless you are close to God, unless you have a relationship with God and you commune with him and he talks to you and you talk to him. But you gotta be able to listen and know the voice of God in order to be able to move in this thing. 
Obedience. If he tell you to tell somebody something, you tell them. If he tell you to give somebody something, you give it to them. If he tell you to go left, but you want to go right, you go left. Amen. Obedience. Those scriptures is John 14, 15, Acts 5, 29, and Romans 5, 19. Next thing, and this is just something I added because it's something we're supposed to do anyway. Because you can't be in error and walk with God. You can't. You, you can be in error, but you ain't going to walk with God. He's going he to be over here and you're going to be over there. Daily repentance. Romans 7, 18. <clears throat> For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but to perform what is good, I do not find. See, nothing is good in the flesh. Not a thing. There's no good thing in the flesh. So daily, when you pray, you're supposed to pray for things you know you've done, if you've done anything, even the unknown things. Because you can offend God and not even know you've done anything. So in order to walk in dominion and authority, you must repent on a daily basis. Every day. Every day. God, forgive me. Father, I repent. I can, sometimes I, I catch myself, mm, God, forgive me. I thought wrong. Sometimes you don't have to say it. If you think it, so a man think it, so is he. If I thought it, I might as well have said it. So automatically I'd be like, mm, okay, God, forgive me. I find myself doing that often. Nothing good is in the flesh. Nothing. My next thing, let's see. Prayer. I love this. It is your lifeline to the Father. When we pray, asking the will of the Father, you invite him into your situation. Prayer is your way to commune with God, sealing it in the name of Jesus, not just speaking it, but praying, confidence and faith. Philippians 2, 9. You got that, Andy? Yes. Thank you. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of the highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. Hallelujah. It's the name above all names. Anything you pray, but what happens to us as, as Christians, and I'm talking to Christians because we are the ones with the dominion and the authority. Yes. So ain't no sense in me talking to unsaved people. I'm talking to Christians. And or, when you pray, so we, sometimes we pray from here. You're supposed to pray from here and up. When you say in the name of Jesus, it's just not, it ain't lip service. You're supposed to say it with authority. You're supposed to take it when you, when you speak his name. Yeah. I don't care what you're saying. You could just be saying, oh, Jesus. But you're supposed to say, oh, Jesus. You take the authority when you speak his name. Anything you seal in the name of Jesus. He said, ask anything in my name. Seal it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. The name above all names. Yes. You're supposed to speak it. Speak his name. Speak it with the authority. Oh. Hallelujah. He said that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. When Jesus came on the scene, he gave us dominion and authority. It's your birthright. It's your God-given right to live that way. Anything less than is less than. See, a lot of times we blame everything on the devil. And don't get me wrong, he an imp. He's something else. But a lot of things we give him. Yes. 
freely. Just come on in and, and, and make yourself at home and take this and take that and take that, take my children, take my finances, take my car, take my health. You just give it to him. And we get in a place of woe is me mm -hmm. and empathy mm -hmm. and self-pity, yeah. which only is, is, is really considered pride. Yeah. It's not a good thing. We get, we get comfortable in that spot. And Lord Jesus, help me. Then we wonder why people not healed. When God didn't already gave it to you in his word, he already gave you the dominion and the authority to take over that thing. And you sitting, the devil is a lie, I won't. Amen. I will not. Amen. I will not. So prayer is important. We must pray. We must commune and have a relationship with God in order to walk in dominion and authority. When I pray, I want, I want heaven to know my name. I want to say, there, there she go again. Come on. Let's, you know, I want the angels to know my name. I want God to know me. Hallelujah. Faith is my next thing. Hebrews 11 and 6. Did I give you that? Yes. Okay. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Yes. We must walk by faith. See, faith to believe that what God left us we can walk in. That we can use it. It's not to be put on the shelf. Amen. It's to be used. And faith works. Faith without works is dead. If you're just sitting on your faith, then that's where it's going to be. Under, underneath you. Right. You've got to open your mouth. And you've got to decide to tell myself this morning. You're going to get up. Yes. And you're going to walk in the healing. That the God that you serve have already given his life for. Yes. You will not stay home. You will not be defeated, no matter what happened to you. Let me tell you something. Some things can hit you and, and to the core, can hurt you to your heart. People will let you down. But you put your faith in God and not man. And that's what God is doing. He's refining some things in me. And I thank him for it. Because it'll make me keep my eyes on him and forget about people. So you must walk in faith. Ephesians 6, did I give you that? 17. Yes. Okay. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Yes. God's word pierces the heart and calls you to be obedient at the deepest levels possible. And it is convicting. So. I got ahead of myself, y'all. That's something else. But anyway, I'm about to speak on it anyway. But anyway, we're supposed to walk by faith. By faith, we claim what we have. By faith, we believe that Jesus is coming back. And it's evidence because all you got to do is look at the world that you live in. Church, he's on his way back. And I refuse to let him find me with my work undone. See, people die out of timing because they they're not doing what God called them to do. They sitting on it. So guess what God is doing? Replacing. And this is the time of he's replacing people. He's replacing them. You won't do it. Somebody else will. So a willing vessel will. And I'm willing. I'm willing. Next thing you have to have in you 
is the word of God. And that's where Ephesians 6, 17 comes in. Hebrews 4, 12. Did I give that to you? Okay. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. See, when the, when the enemy went to Jesus when he was fasting and praying and told him, if you do this, if you just bow for me, uh, you know, I'll give you this and that. He told him, it is written. It is written. He didn't go no long, long prayer. He didn't have to go get the disciples to come pray for him. He said, it is written. And he spoke the word. And guess what that enemy had to do? He had to flee. When you speak the word of God and you know the word of God, you can move things. See, it pierces the heart and causes you to be obedient at every level. It's convicting. You keep can stand under the word of God. But trust me, he's coming. And if you don't know it, he's coming at you. But you got to tell that thing to go. Amen. You got to speak it. That thing was so heavy on me Friday. I'm telling you, but I had to speak the word of God and I kept speaking it and I kept speaking it and I kept crying, but I kept speaking it to that thing, to the, the Holy Spirit begin to manifest in me. And that thing had to back off. It had to go. Hallelujah. We have to have the word of God on the inside of us. You got to know the scriptures. You got to study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman not to be ashamed, but rightfully divide in the word of truth. You got to know the word of God. Amen. You got to stand on it. Hallelujah. Those are my nuggets for dominion. But I have something. Let's see. Where am I at? Okay. Here we go. Moving. Hallelujah. Hold on. Moving from glory to glory. It's about taking charge and walking in dominion, as was God's original plan for man, which we read in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Hence, the Psalm 8, uh, chapter 8, verse 5 through 6, the psalmist sheds more light on this when he said, for you have made him a little lower than the angels and that you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Everything is under our feet. And we are supposed to live like that. I love that we pray for people, but our prayer list is way too long. It's too long. It's too much. It ain't supposed to be that long. People of God, we pray every Sunday. The same prayer for the same people. Come on here. Where's the power? That we're supposed to possess. Where is it? We sitting on it. We got it on the shelf. We dust it and pass it every day. And then we steady praying and we feel like, well, God, what happened? Well, God, you don't, you're, not, you're not answering my prayer. Well, you don't hear me. He hear you all the time, but he has given you everything for life and godliness. He left it here. See, we, we don't serve an ignorant God. He's intelligent. 
vary. He said his ways is not our ways. His thoughts is not our thoughts. He thinks higher than we do. So why would he leave us here powerless when he knew he was going to ascend and sit on the right-hand side of his father? Why would he leave us here powerless and defenseless when he knew what he left here? He knew the enemy was going to be here. Why would he leave you like that? Come on. We got to think more of him than that. He's intelligent. He knows the beginning from the end. He already knew the things that we were going to go through. He already knew the places we were going to step. He already knew it. It is written. It is. It is. So why would he not leave us with his power? And with that power, we can go from glory to glory to glory to glory. And let me be, let me, let me, let me, let me share something with you prophetically. The world ain't going to get no better. Hang it up. You can have your faith for it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock you. And we can pray for God to change some things and he will. But the world is not. The Bible will fulfill itself. People of God. It ain't going to get no better. You're going to keep seeing things happen. Things are going to get even worse. Come on, Deborah. I know you know. You read all into that stuff. Things are going to keep getting worse. You hear me? But you better have some power or you won't make it. I'm telling you what does say the Lord today. If you don't possess the Holy Spirit and not only possess him, but activate him in your life and take the power that he left when he ascended, you will not make it. I'm telling you. Some grim things are coming. Grim. And I'm not speaking negative. I'm speaking word. It's Bible. Look it up. Revelations ain't just a book. It's the book. And we're in it. Hallelujah. Let me, let me keep going, guys. You know me. Okay. You have made. Okay, you made him a little lower. Everything on his feet. God does not want his children to subdue be subdued by situations and circumstances. Therefore, he, has, he gave them authority to rule over their world by demonstrating his power through them to have dominion and to reign, exercise. To have dominion is to reign, exercise, be in charge. Your, your head is not meant to be bowed. You're not supposed to give up. Or bargain with the opponent, the devil, and his cohorts. Luke 10, 19 says, I gave him authority. I, gave, I have given you authority to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing in any way can harm you. What a God we serve. Paul was bit by, by a snake. Paul shook that thing. Come on here. He shook it off. You know why? Because Paul had a relationship with God. Paul walked in the authority that God gave him. Paul was full of the Holy Ghost. Paul knew the word of God. Paul prayed. Paul didn't play. He knew God. And the living God revealed itself in him. That snake bit him. How many people you know can live after a snake bite? We can. We're supposed to. Absolutely. We're supposed to. 
We're supposed to. Yes. But we got to believe. And we don't. Yeah. Hallelujah. Note the word now possess, meaning that before you, before you gave your life to Christ, there is a tendency to be dominated. But once in Christ, you have the ability to exercise the authority over all the prayer of the enemy, all the power, excuse me, of the enemy. I therefore pray that God will give you the boldness to stand your ground and walk in dominion. You are strengthened and empowered to remain victorious all the days of your life. No longer would you be restrained or held back. But God will make all things to be under your feet from now on in the name of Jesus. Jesus. You, will you will reign in the face of opposition in the name of Jesus. Yes. So you got to take that thing by the neck like you would wring a chicken. And you got to tell that thing, turn me loose. I will not be restrained. I will not be held back. I will not be put down. I'm a child of the living God. He said those that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. I'm a son of the true and living God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to walk in it. Everywhere I go, I take authority. I take dominion. For, for two weeks, I work in Port Arthur, but I like to work here. Well, because God, the steps of a, of, of a good man are ordered by God. I had some things to come up. I didn't know they were going to come up. Favors been, been been going on this week, early up in the week before Friday. And so I had asked my manager, I said, hey, can I work in Orange? She said, sure. Pack my little stuff, come to, uh, come to Orange, and the favor of God, God is so good. They love me. They love for me to come. And I sit in my own little section, and I, I do my own thing because I pray all day. And so uh, some things came up where I got a call from my um, apartment, and they told me, we're going to fix everything that's wrong, Miss Kim in your apartment. Now, it's been two years on some things, but the glory and the favor of God, you hear me? So they came and they fixed some stuff and I was able to move like I wanted to. Would you, let me tell you something. Every time I stepped, I step in a place. When I stepped in that bank, I began to take the authority over it. I began to shift things. I began to tell God how I wanted it to go, but it had the line in his will. I begin to tell God, let me tell you the favor of God is, is incomparable. I was able to take care of my business and, 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 and run and, and let my dog get a bath and just, just things I needed to do that I'm held back when I work in Port Arthur. So I told her, I said, okay, God, we're going we gonna to do this thing again. We're going to try it again. I said, I need to work another week over here. She said, well, send me an email and I'm going to send it to my boss. That's okay. So she telling me, I don't care if you do it, but just out of risk, you know. I said, okay, I got you. I, I, I know the game. So I did it. So uh, she sent it back and she told me, well, yeah, she didn't even know I was gone. <laughs> well, yeah, just make sure it's a portal you have to have open to work, you know, for, uh, what is it? 
uh, computer, something. So she said, just make sure the portal is open. I said, thank you, Jesus. But that, what, if I'd, what if I had never walked in my dominion? What if I had never walked in my authority? What if? What if? My daughter's apartments, they're moving down. They're downsizing. They're going to a two-bedroom, a two I think, and instead of the four they had. So for three weeks, she's out of, a, out of a place to live. Well, she can't come home. She got a job. So I began to see she was worried and frantic and eh, no kids today. I said, don't worry about it. God's going to work it out. I began to pray. I began to call on God and I began to command things to shift for her in her favor. Her friend at work said, come on, Ashlyn, you can stay here until your place is ready. I can't be in two places at one time, but there's no distance in the spirit of God. I began to command that thing and tell that devil that she was going to have a place to stay and she don't have to know nobody but she gonna know somebody because god gonna send somebody the lady opened the well she's a young girl opened the door to her tell you, you walk in this thing it's a walk hallelujah. hallelujah it's a walk don't get me wrong i'm not telling you i'm the strongest person all the time i just got through telling you i went through some things this weekend but i'm telling you we supposed to rise above it he just said he was an overcomer we overcame because he overcome. You're supposed to live this thing. You know, I refuse. Let me tell you something I am. I'm real serious when it comes to life. And since I have a relationship with God and God and I had that visitation and he changed my life, I, re I don't play with this thing. I'm going to walk in everything. You're supposed to walk in it all, people of God. We're supposed to walk in it all. We here, but we supposed to call heaven down. He left us his power, his dominion, his dominion, yes. not our own, his. We supposed to live in it. Lord. Supposed to live in it, everything, live in it. Somebody call you to pray. I'm not going to tell you not to pray for him. You pray for him, believe it's done. But I'm going to tell you what's wrong with a lot of people. They got to believe. I can believe it for you all day long. But if you don't believe, it ain't going nowhere. God going to believe what I said for me. But if you don't believe it for you, guess what? Too bad, too sad. Because you got it right here. Take it off the shelf and use it. For the glory and honor of God. It's a shame, people of God. It's a shame. The truth is right there in the word. Do we read it? got to ask that question. Are we reading it? It's right there in the Bible. Use it. What you sitting on it for? For him to come back? He might not take you back. Seriously. You got to think about this stuff. God is, let me tell you something. God coming back for a people. A remnant who's ready. The things that are about to come, if you ain't called to another level in God, you will. And I'm not just saying this, people of God. Hear me, you're going to see it happen. You will not stand. You better get it. You better use it. You better take that authority. 
God gave me this message for a reason. And it's to prepare. He said, prepare my people for what is to come. And that they know that they are already blessed. And that they're able to move and have dominion and take authority of things. But they're not using it. Use it. Take it. It's yours. When you became a Christian, that was part of your plan. When you signed the dotted line, that was part of the deal. It's included in your salvation. Take it off the shelf. Take it off the shelf. Walking in dominion goes beyond lip service. It is more about taking your stand as a child of God. It is being able to grasp what you can do in Christ because you are no longer operating based on your own limitations, but you have come to the realization that you are truly have all of have all that God has promised you. You are, you are what and who he says you are. Exodus 7 and 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, now hear this. I make you as a God to Pharaoh to decree my will and purpose to him. And your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go like he like he did Moses. God is saying, I make Kim, Andy, Miss Gloria, Bob. You, baby, I can't think of your name, but you know, I know you. God is saying, <laughs> God is saying, take that name, take your name, your own name. God is to give his or her to the enemy. God is saying, I make Kim or whoever to take his or her enemy out. Take them out. You have been called to dominion. You will not live below God's expectation in the name of Jesus. The one who will walk in dominion should be prepared to walk alone and misunderstood. Even by Christians. Some people just ain't going to get it. And I, I often walk alone. And I'm often misunderstood. But I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell what God give me. I don't care who don't like it. I don't care if you ain't my friend. I don't care if you jealous of me. I don't care if you don't like it. I'm going to tell it. Amen. I'm going to tell it till the last breath is gone. Because guess what? I don't have to meet you in judgment. But I got to meet God. And I, be, I intend to meet him in peace. Yeah. Hallelujah. The three Hebrew boys exercised dominion by refusing to be intimidated or coerced into submission to the will of their enemies. Daniel 3, 16 through 28. Daniel exercised dominion when he did not give, I'm sorry, David, exercised dominion when he did not give into the rants of Goliath. First Samuel 17, refuse to lose your dominion because it is your God-given right, it's your birthright, which became yours the day you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior. He is the source of dominion. To walk in the dominion, you must walk in the spirit. As the Bible says, when you walk in the spirit, you will not, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Galatians 5, 16, meaning that you will not, ha you, meaning that you will have total control over sin. 
It's a choice. You don't have to do it. You got the Holy Ghost, you don't even have the desire because he'll take the desire. I've watched God take the desire from smoking from people, from crack, cocaine from people, from alcohol from people. You mean to tell me he can't take your lust from you? He can't take the desire to lie from you? He can't take the desire to steal from you? To be deceitful? He can take it. He can do anything. The individual who will walk in dominion must be, must be given to the word because wherein lies the weapon you need to exercise in authority. Matthew 4, 4 through 6. When the devil tried to bamboozle, bamboozle Jesus, our Lord's reply was, again, it is written. You can't give what you don't have. No wonder John 6, 63 says that the, the words that I speak, to you are spirit and life, meaning that there are no ordinary words. Show me a man walking in dominion and I'll show you a man who is totally given to a life of prayer, a man who trusts God, God's unreservedly and is obedient to his word. Such a man can never be subdued or silenced. Remember, partial disobedience is no obedience. 2 Corinthians 10, 6. Only then can you exercise dominion. Jesus Christ exercised dominion in all aspects. He was given a name that represents dominion. Philippians 2, 8 through 9. I decree that henceforth you will begin to operate and walk in dominion. And that you may, and that, sorry, Dominion and may the mercy of God keep you from falling in the name of Jesus. Let me read to you one of my favorite scriptures. Or can somebody get it for me? Jude 1, 24 through 25. Find it for me, somebody. I should have gave it to you, Andy. Yeah, I got it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away yes. and will bring you with great joy into mm. his glorious presence without a single fault. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's my favorite scripture. Oh, that's, a that's my favorite scripture. Now, all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. Wow. I like to read it, hold on one second, in the King James. Just something about that old King James. I feel the Holy Spirit when I read it. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. Yes, yes. That's who we are. That is who we That's are. who we are. So I thank you guys for your time. Thank you for listening to the Restoration Church Podcast. If you would like to watch our message live or looking for more information about our church, visit us. Follow us on Facebook, Restoration Church.